and welcome to the Treehouse Letter, where we're always learning with a bit of fun. This is Milan Shatten, your host and producer. Today's podcast is titled, What's in Your Trunk? Take all the stuff of your life. Put what you think will sell in a 20 feet by 20 feet space. What's in your space? A beehive hair dryer, rusted and faded green with cross-footed rolling stand. The metal dome on wheels made me envision an alien species sitting in a row, booklets in hand, Stepford women, fortified and cloned, armed and ready. Hanging from a thick strand of human hair tied into that rusty beehive was a hairdresser's training head suspended above the dirt. The mannequin cocked plastic face eyes askew. It was more than mildly disturbing on a Sunday morning. Hundreds of vendors set up in the stretch of valley, a rise of yellows and oranges and burgundies in the hills, sun out, brisk 50 degrees, the scent of kettle corn. Inside the entrance, a bluegrass band thrummed tunes by the lone oak tree. Double bass player, fiddler, and guitarist singing to the treasure hunters and upcyclers. Aisles and aisles of trinkets, tins, costume jewelry, retro signs, blankets, hardwire, hardware, plateware, flatware, furniture. Fresh made donuts, meats, pastries, and coffee. The food vendors along the roadside. Blue hard case Samsonite with plastic handle, propped open on a stool jutting into the walkway, its satin lining stacked with black and white photos. A couple, Bridgeport, 1904. Faces and poses in sepia. Someone's mother, a distant cousin, newlyweds, friends. As fog dissipated in the morning rays, I thought of the shoeboxes of film and photos on my basement shelves, from my father, from my father-in-law and his family, going back. Standing in the market aisle, picture in hand of three young men, the weight of it, the cardstock smooth in my palm. Looking at the hills and the rows of sellers, collectors with their wares, the things they collect. My mother with perfume bottles and purses, my father with his gadgets, the reel-to-reel, and Zenith trans-oceanic radio. Inside, in some odd way, I felt them in this field of artifacts, a slight tension in my body, a sense of their past loves and likes, seeing through their eyes. I set down the old picture, shuffled through the pile, moved on. A stout woman with unkept hair by her minivan had tidy piles of Look and Life magazine, sleeves, sleeves of them, cloth-covered books. A black man was seated at his open van door, World War II uniforms hanging behind him. I touched the rotary black phone. The young people, he said, they don't know what's going on around them. I made my way to the kettle corn, Gray strands of hair hung from the woman's head. She took my $20 into gnarled fingers with orange and black acrylic nails. 
The kettle was large enough to sit inside, and I could smell the caramelized sugar. Bent and withered, she reached out with my change. I thought of Billy Crystal and Princess Bride, Miracle Max in his cottage. It's too, too salty, my mother said. It's so good, she repeated herself, salty and good. I tasted the pop kernel on my tongue, the burst of sweet and the salty. What would my space look like? Crates and crates of books, classics, bestsellers, book club fiction, young adult, references, writing guides. Many would be unsellable with the tabs, dog-eared pages, and markings. A surplus of army gear and clothing, military and wooden trunks, boxes and tins, wooden ones, cash boxes, brass containers, puzzle boxes, jigsaw puzzles, hand cut and laser cut. For someone set on purging, I have a surprising amount of stuff. Leaving the house, I felt as one does when we escape from our desk to go outside. Problems once looming in large left behind. The valley and its distant walls, the hundreds of us sellers and buyers at a fall gathering, a coming together for a morning to peddle the grift and grain of our brief humanity, to share and to take, to give and to receive. It was a porous version of Thanksgiving, the human connection more ephemeral but real, and the sense of bounty and gratitude to just be on this grand scale only nature can bestow. In a small way, all the stuff recalls the sonnet by Percy Bysshe Shelley, who mocks Ramses II, Ozymandias is Greek, that's the title of the sonnet, as king of kings, the statues he erected of himself and their demise, the trunkless legs of stone in the desert, the shattered visage, the sneer of cold command. Now, nothing beside remains of that colossal wreck. Here's my ode to the flea market, <laughs> to trade the stuff, to pass it on, to know there's no holding on when you're gone. <laughs> That's pretty sad. What would your space look like? Um, that's the end of the, the podcast, but I am, uh, or the letter, uh, I include on my site at treehouseletter.com a copy of the sonnet by Percy Bysshe Shelley, who lived from 1792 to 1822, one of the great English romantic poets, and a picture of a broken statue of Ramses, which was believed to inspire Shelley's sonnet. Uh, so before I close out, um, I'll include, uh, I'll read to you the sonnet of Ozymandias. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed and on the pedestal these words appear my name is ozymandias king of kings 
Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. Nothing beside remains, round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The lone and level sands stretch far away. And if you visit the site and you were curious about writing, um, there is there are links to the book on writing song lyrics and object writing and describing the seven senses. Yes, traditional five plus two more uh, by Pat Pattison, who is a very well-known um, professor and teacher of songwriting. Uh, there's also a link to uh, the Texas artist Lightning McDuff, who built a 24-foot tall sculpture uh, as an ode in its own way, a tribute to Shelley's famous sonnet uh, just outside of Amarillo, Texas as well as information on the flea market that we attended, which is New England's largest flea market called the Elephant's Trunk. As always, thank you for listening.